To produce, buy and sell livestock can be grueling. But mastering this farming practice and understanding the ins and outs of the red meat market is possible. And this week, we're sharing a guide to explain the common terms used and how it all operates for new farmers. We're back with our AECI plant health segment, focusing on the squash mosaic virus. Simon Lowe, technical advisor at AECI Plant Health, joins us to identify it and ways to treat this common threat, especially if you're a new farmer. Our Agri 101 features Mudikwe Musi, founder of Musi Foods, an acha business he started in his mother's kitchen to inspire hope. Our book of the week is The Soil Will Save Us by Kristen Olsen. And our farmer tip of the week comes from Tabos Kosana, Newcastle KZN dairy farmer. This is Farmer's Inside Track, supported by Food from Zanzi. Inspiration for your business and life. From South Africa's farmers and agripreneurs. Hey, I'm Zanzi, and welcome to episode 133 of Farmer's Inside Track. I'm your host, Dawn Umdu. It's amazing to think how far we've come since we started this podcast. Anyway, I think I'm just being nostalgic this week. We kick off with that promised red meat market glossary to explain the common terms used and how it all operates for new farmers. Nicole Ludolf chats to Dr. Fricky Mare, agricultural researcher at the University of the Free State. Over to you, Nicole. Thank you so much, Dawn. Now, Dr. Mare, can you tell us what the farm gate price is? The farm gate price of animals is basically the price that the farmer receives in his pocket. So it is the price without transport after the farm gate without additional commission at auctions, etc. So when you talk about a farm gate price, it's usually lower than the price that was achieved on auction as the commission of the auction and the auctioneer, etc. would still have to be subtracted from that. Which factors influence the farm gate price? It's difficult to say what factors influence the farm gate price. Prices on all levels are usually determined by supply and demand and supply and demand will then also influence the farm gate price or the price that a farmer receives for his cattle or sheep or other small stock. So what can have an influence on the farm gate price versus the market price is usually excessive transport. We have to transport animals for quite a far way and that cost must be subtracted from the market price that you get or where the commission of auctions is quite high. So it's basically factors that increase the price after the animal have left the farm gate. Please explain what a dressing percentage is. Dressing percentage is the percentage of the carcass weight divided by the weight of the live animal. So it basically shows you the yield in carcass which a live animal will deliver. So if you say the dressing percentage of a calf that was slaughtered ready is for example 58%, it means that the cold carcass weight was 58% of the life weight of the same animal. Finally, can you please clarify the difference between meat grades, for example A2 lamb and A3 lamb? 
In South Africa, we do not make use of a carcass grading system, but rather a carcass classification system, as we only classify animals in terms of age and the amount of fat on on the carcass. So in terms of carcass classification, you will see letter as well as a number. The letter is the age of the animal, and it can be A, A, B, B, or C, where A means no permanent teeth, AB one to two permanent teeth, B grades are three to six permanent teeth, and then C grades is animals with more than six permanent teeth or incisors. So the number then associated can range from zero to six, where zero is no fat on the carcass and six is an excessively overfat carcass. So the most um, consumers demand a fat grade two or three on a carcass so two is lean and three is a medium amount of fat so if you purchase lamb that was graded as a3 it's basically a young animal with no permanent decisions and it has a medium fat thickness and if you purchase a beef carcass that is branded as c6 it's an old animal which was excessively overfat thanks nicole and great having you here on Farmers Inside Track, Dr. Fricky Mare, agricultural researcher at the University of the Free State. We now change gears from red meat market glossary to plant health. We're back with our AECI plant health segment, focusing on the squash mosaic virus. Simon Lowe, technical advisor at AEC Plant Health, joins us again to identify it and ways to treat this common threat, especially if you're a new farmer. Simon, it's great to have you with us here again on Farmers Inside Track. Now, in this edition, we're tackling the squash mosaic virus. Let's start with the breakdown of the virus itself that I understand is seed-borne, affecting squash and melons, right? When they feed on infected plants. Unlike other viruses affecting squashes, the mosaic virus is not transmitted by aphids. Now, how does this virus affect the crop and especially production? In many cases, the disease does not kill the plant, but reduces the size and number of leaves which decreases fruit production. Symptoms include malted leaves, raised dark green blisters on fruit and rapidly dried out stems. Fruit produced from infected plants often have unusual color patterns, ring spots and may also be malformed. What are some of the control measures farmers can implement to mitigate the risk and manage the virus? The first step would be to plant virus-free seed, which is certified from a reputable seed producer. Thereafter, the implementation of a thorough insect management program should be initiated. This will include the application of various products to prevent any insect damage, as well as the infestation of mosaic virus. Any of our crop advisors at AECI Plant Health would be more than happy to assist with such an insect management program. And then any final tips for new farmers when dealing with this virus? Regular inspection of your crops is critical to prevent the infestation of any disease, but with mosaic squash virus, a proactive approach to insect management should ensure a profitable crop yield. Thanks once again for joining us, Simon Lowe, Technical Advisor at AECI Plant Health. For more on this, visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za. You can also go to our previous segments with AECI Plant Health for all things when it comes to keeping your plants and crops healthy. Next up, our Agri 101 features Modikwe Musi, founder of Musi Foods and Acha Business. He started in his mother's kitchen to inspire hope. Modikwe, it sounds crazy, but you actually started this business in your mom's kitchen. What sparked the idea? As lockdown hit us hard and we went into stage five lockdown, 
I used to do a few live sessions with an entrepreneur that I also met on Instagram. His name is Londolani. And we try to just encourage and motivate people. And even though we are in a chaotic situation, there is opportunity. So from our live sessions, we ended up opening a charity organization, raised a million rand within a month of running that charity organization. And from there, we started giving back to the community. And then in one of our live sessions, he proposed a challenge to me that said, listen, try start a business during lockdown level five. You've got no funding. You've got no support, no offices, nothing. Just try start something and prove to people that there is hope. And that's where the Acha idea came. I went into the house and I saw my mom making Acha just out of something to pass time with. I thought to myself, you know what, with all of my e-commerce knowledge and everything I've learned with building online businesses, this is a product that I can actually take and sell to the public. I don't need a shop. I don't need offices. I can make the product at home and then I can get courier vehicles to come pick it up and drop it off at customer houses. So we then started the business and using various social media platforms, we managed to scale and grow into a six-figure business within the first few months of running. And yeah, that's the background of how Musi Acha was founded. Tell us about the manufacturing and production process. If you buy generic Acha from any general retailer, you'll find that the mango is not that hard-skinned raw mango that you get. And you find that the flavors as well, they've got a lot of ingredients that take away from the original Acha taste. So in our manufacturing process, we partnered with local farmers and we established a relationship whereby they will give us the mangoes just as the season hits. And from there, we've got our own seasoning and our own manufacturing processes that give us the product that we sell. But yeah, everything was done from our household. All of the packaging, the product creation, the recipes, it was all done in my mom's kitchen. So currently, it's just my mother and myself, Sebeka Musi. She's the head of operations. She's got a smaller team that she works with for the manufacturing. I do is all of the online operations. So I set up the websites. I make sure we have orders. I make sure customers are happy and be going viral on social media. That's all my job. Now, many of the agripreneurs we feature here on Farmers Inside Track often face setbacks. Tell us about some of the challenges that you faced. Because we are a very small team and both my mother and myself have jobs that we work, when we scale the business too rapidly, you find that we've got too many orders to actually manage. So we honestly do need a bigger team as it stands and better manufacturing facilities and production facilities. Because like I said, it's just her and a small team cutting the mangoes themselves spicing them themselves and packaging themselves and making sure everyone gets their order within three working days. We try to deliver as fast as possible, but again, we need facilities and a bigger team to reach the bigger goal, which we're getting there. Now, besides Musi Foods being a six-figure Acha business, what keeps you motivated? The more successful I can become in business, the more I know I can help other people from a job creation perspective and from a charity perspective. A lot of the money that we make with Acha, I donated back to the charities. A lot of the money I make in my personal job, I donate to charity. Also, when we did the whole lockdown run, my entire salary was donated toward the food parcels and everything. So my biggest motivator is seeing myself being able to help others. And before we let you go, you have to give us some tips for other agripreneurs. The first one is a tip that I got from Vosite Meguayo. And it says, don't be scared to start small, but never think small. I think a lot of the time we see what we have and we think to ourselves, this won't be enough. Oh, I need funding. Oh, I need this. And we create so many mental barriers to starting. Whereas if we just started with what we have, we could still scale at a later stage. 
I think the biggest roadblock with many entrepreneurs who want to get into business is just getting over that starting block. The second one is you will fail. Definitely. You will reach points where you don't reach your targets. Your customers aren't happy. The business will have problems. But if you carry on pushing through and if you carry on motivating yourself, it will all be worth it in the end. So don't give up in the beginning because of the challenges you face. The third one is your product is not as good as you think it is. There will always be someone better than you. But if you have a consistent desire to improve and better yourself, you will also make it. The fourth one is just always believe in yourself. No matter the situation or circumstance, just always believe in yourself. Thanks so much, Modikwe Musi, founder of Musi Foods and Acha Business. Next up, and before we let you go, is our book of the week, The Soil Will Save Us, by Kristen Olsen. Caroline Sampson reviews this book for us. In The Soil Will Save Us, Kristen Olsen explains the carbon cycle and interlinkage of plants, animals and soil. She travelled extensively to interview and see some of the results of regenerative agriculture and is able to convey the technical information in a very accessible manner. A fascinating book about the nexus of soil, food security and global warming. Agriculture is not just about farming. It's about caring, and that's an ideal worth preserving. When your family doesn't settle for anything less than magnificence, give them the best with Magnificent Maize Meal. On the field or in the classroom, Magnificent helps your family perform magnificently. Magnificent is a product of VKB Group. Visit vkb.co.za or like our Facebook page for more. VKB, for the love of the land. Now remember, if you have a book suggestion or perhaps you'd like to even review a book for us, just email info at foodformzanzi.co.za. Now you know I can't let you go without sharing our farming tip of the week, and it comes from Tabos Kosana, Newcastle KZN dairy farmer. I believe the responsibility lies with us as the youth in our country, especially us who studied agriculture and have experience in agriculture, to bring solutions for sustainable growth to increase our food baskets and combat food security. We don't need workers. We need innovation and visionaries who will bring forth solutions and hence alleviate poverty. And our farmer tip from Tabos Kosana, Newcastle KZN dairy farmer, brings us to the end of another exciting episode. If you loved it, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members, and of course your fellow farmers. And be sure to check out our sister publication called foodforafrica.com for inspiration and news from across the continent. And do catch me every week on Twitter Spaces. That's Wednesday from 6 to 7 p.m. where we talk about all things farming. From me, Don Numdu, Nicole Ludolf, our producer, Megan van der Vent, and the rest of the Food from Zanzi team have an awesome week. Bye for now. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.